You're listening to Just a Tangent Podcast with Tyler Brewer and Greg Miller, where we talk about movies, TV, and everything in between. All right, so my name is Greg Miller. I'm Tyler Brewer. And this is Just a Tangent Podcast, where we talk about movies, TV, and everything in between. Um, This is our pilot episode that we are now recording for the second time. Yeah. Because the first one was horrible. We're first just not gonna we're not gonna talk about it. It's locked away. We might just delete it. I actually I haven't even listened to it. That's how bad it is. Um but yeah, so this is this is the uh, pilot episode. We're just gonna kinda talk about who we are and why we're starting the podcast and our interests. Um, Tyler, if you wanna kick things off. Yeah, so uh Greg and I are cousins and we grew up together. I was born in ninety three, Greg was born in two thousand. And basically just growing up, we were always around each other at the same places. Our parents uh, were at family functions a lot together. Naturally, if our grandparents were watching one of us, they were usually watching both of us and Greg's other siblings. Um, So we spent a lot of time together as as children and growing up, and that gave us opportunity to really get into movies and stuff that we liked, even as kids. We did a ton of stuff together. And... um, Basically, what that brought up is the ability to really start having the same interests with each other. Uh, films, video games, comic books, all kinds of stuff. We do a ton of stuff together. I'm an only child, so Greg and his other siblings were like my siblings a lot. So. Yeah, and I, I have two sisters, and I'm the oldest, uh, so I didn't, I didn't have any brother, but I certainly didn't have a big brother, and so Tyler kind of... Tyler kind of filled that role, yeah. um, so we, we got really close really quick. Yeah, so, um, I mean, we both have a huge love for a lot of the same movies. Uh, Greg went to school for um, cinematography, right, Greg? What are, what are your, what's your degree in? Yeah, so I, have, I actually have two degrees. Uh, I have one in photography. The other one is uh, digital audio and video production, and which is basically just video production. It's just a, a long... Yeah a long name for that but um yeah so I, I just finished up college and so now I don't have any debt and I'm just kind of um getting into the swing of things doing some some of my own independent work a little bit about me I just turned 21 and Tyler and I are both from the Pittsburgh area uh and I figured I'd uh give a couple fun facts about some films from Pittsburgh so Pittsburgh has been kind of like a hot spot recently for not filming necessarily entire movies, but like parts of movies. Uh, it's a lot cheaper than filming, filming out on the West Coast and uh, or, or in big cities like New York, where there's a lot more that um, goes into shutting down an area yeah. to, to make a film. There's a, there's a lot more taxes and fees right. and licenses and permits you have to get in other big cities. That's another reason why Georgia is a huge state for filming. Yeah. That's why like Walking Dead is there. And at the end of movies, typically where the studio logos are at the very end of the credits, you'll see, sometimes you'll see a Georgia logo. It doesn't mean they necessarily film the entire thing there, but uh, portions of it. And usually it's just, it's just cheaper. Yeah. And the cool thing about Pittsburgh is that there's, it's actually um, a popular city for people to go to different colleges and universities for architecture because there's a wide variety of different architecture in Pittsburgh. So whenever it comes to making movies, you can have all in like, like a 40 minute, uh, radius, you can have the countryside, you can have suburban, you can have, uh, just, you know, in the heart of the city. And so some movies that were filmed in Pittsburgh that are, 
a little bit more popular, which they all seem to be in 2012 for whatever reason. Um, the Dark Knight Rises, which is uh, the third Batman in the Christopher Nolan Batman series. That was filmed almost entirely in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is the story of uh, Mr. Rogers, who is a, a real person from Pittsburgh. Uh, but Tom Hanks played him in the movie that came out in 2019. Dawn of the Dead, which is like a zombie survival movie, came out in 1978. And that was recorded in the Monroeville Mall, which is uh, kind of cool. And then Jack Reacher, also 2012. Um, I actually had a friend whose dad is an actor. And he played a minor role in that movie. Um, but it was still cool to see him on screen. And then I just found out today, I don't know how much or what parts, but apparently some part of the first Avengers movie from 2012 was filmed in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, briefly, a, a couple a couple scenes in it. Uh, I want to take it back to the 90s. In 1993, a film called Striking Distance was filmed in Pittsburgh. Bruce Willis plays a Pittsburgh police homicide detective. And uh, the, it's funny, the, the character's name is Thomas Hardy, which that just makes me think of Tom Hardy, the actor. But yeah. uh, it had to do a lot with uh, him on boats on the Allegheny, Ohio, and Monongahela rivers for filming. Um, and it was like a, not a whodunit murder mystery, but it was like a uh, murder mystery thriller film. And then also in 1995, there is a film called Sudden Death with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. And I believe he plays a firefighter in that movie. And it takes place basically like there's a terrorist threat. And I believe at the time, the Civic Arena. And he is just a firefighter on duty there and he notices things that are out of place. I can't remember if he's a veteran cool. at the time or not. I didn't know that. And he notices things out of place and it takes place during like in the background, there's an actual hockey game going on and they have a ton of extras that were cast as a crowd. The actual Pittsburgh Penguins at the time that roster is playing the game. And basically like there's, there's moments in the film where he's overhead in the rafters in the civic arena and like the game is going on below him and they're filming it. It's actually going on. Yeah. And it's called sudden death because at the time in the NHL, there was a possibility for like shootouts. Everybody called them sudden death at the time. Mm -hmm. And the game goes into sudden death. And I believe the terrorist plot requires like more time for stuff to happen. And Jean-Claude Van Damme is trying to get the crowd out and sudden death happens. So the crowd stays and like, it's an even bigger threat because everybody's still there. Yeah. So that's why the film's called sudden death. But I, I don't know why, but that just made me think of, um, threat level midnight from the office. Yeah. Whenever, yes. <laughs> whenever yes. they're like, they go to the scene where they're at the hockey rink and, uh, and what's his name? Golden face, uh, who's played by, like uh, the character Jim in yeah. the in the office. Those of you who haven't seen it, which if you haven't seen The Office, I don't know what you're doing because that's like one of my favorite favorite shows. But anyways, Michael Scott, who's the manager in the show, makes like a short film um, with all the people from The Office. And there's a scene where they're in the hockey rink, and the and the guy who is like one of the top salesmen. Um, he plays a guy named Golden Face, and it's just like this ridiculous plot. But for whatever reason, that made yeah. me think of it. Um, here's a photo I'm showing Greg, and it's basically Iceberg, which is the pe the Penguins mascot yeah. with a meat tenderizer trying to kill Jean Claude Van Damme in the film because one of the terrorists is dressed up as Iceberg to beat out on Jeez. the ice. So it's actually a pretty entertaining movie with a ton of shots of Pittsburgh and things like that. So um, well, that's what I loved about Jack Reacher is that like. 
there were very distinct scenes where it's like, oh man, like I've actually been there. Like yeah. it's cool to see your home, yeah. your hometown. But um, to kind of bring it back to back around to like our our um, backgrounds and why why we're starting this uh, podcast specifically about movies. Uh, for me personally, movies were like a huge part of growing up. Our family, um, we really connected over that. And one of the things that we always did together was go to the theater. Yep. And uh, so my immediate family, plus just anybody else um, who we would invite along, a lot of times it was Tyler um, or, you know, uncles from my mom's side of the family. But either way, like drive-ins, our local theater, just any any way we could see a movie, yeah, it was like our thing. It yeah. was like we were always at the movie theater. Yeah, and in high school, even uh, my junior and senior year, and did you do it when you were a junior um, or a sophomore? I, well, it was definitely either junior or senior. But me, I, I only Greg, worked there for like a year. Okay, well, Greg and, and I, Greg and I both worked at the movie theater in high school that we went to frequently, mainly because of its location. It was less than a mile right across the, the road from our high mm-hmm. school. So it was really convenient for us to, to work there as kids. Um, so that, you know, another thing that we did there, you know, we got into movies for free and we went to a ton of them. And I, oh, yeah. I worked there in 2012 whenever the first Avengers came out. And I think I, I abused the fact that I could go to movies for free and I saw that thing at least, at least five or six times in the theater. Yeah. I'm, my mom worked there so obviously this is where cousins it's tyler's tyler's aunt but my mom uh worked there it was i think it was like i think she started right in 2008 like right right before the first iron man came out because i remember my dad had friends that worked there my mom ended up getting a job there um but i remember before like it was popular for movies to release on Thursday instead of Friday, like they they say it's a midnight release, but it's actually it actually plays at like seven on Thursday. Yeah, I remember in two thousand eight that wasn't a thing, and so we actually saw the midnight release of Iron Man because my dad had friends who worked at the theater, and my mom shortly started there, like right before it came out. I remember going to school and talking about how I saw it. I didn't spoil anything, but it was like so cool. And that just continued on all the way up through high school. Yeah. Like, I always got to see stuff early. It was just fun knowing how good something was going to be, and people around you were so excited to see it, just as excited as you were. Yeah. Like, it's just fun being in that atmosphere. Um, Some other things about my background is I have an enormous movie collection. I have over 400 films or TV seasons just on my shelf in physical copies. Yeah. I really enjoy having physical copies because, you know, streaming is going to eventually turn into just how dish and well satellite t- TV and cable TV is where, you know, it's just, everybody's going to have their own format and it's going to be upcharged. I know Disney is making big moves to absorb and purchase a lot of different things. So I, I believe HBO max, it just came out. It's going to be, it's already been purchased and absorbed. And I think it's going to be gone by next year. And like Disney plus will stay around, but I think HBO max will be absorbed into another into another uh, basically entity. Yeah, and it's, they're, it's they're always whole... nicer to have the physical copies. Yeah, yeah I, I like physical copies because they basically always have you at whatever they want to charge. You have no say in the matter. So guess what? Once that eventually gets to a cost you're not willing to pay, you lose everything you've ever enjoyed about that format. Whereas I enjoy having physical copies for that reason. So if anything ever gets too far or too expensive, 
which it eventually probably will be. You'll turn around in 10 years and realize you're paying now for streaming services just as much as you did for satellite or cable, and you'll be just as mad about it. And so once that time comes, I'll have my gigantic collection of everything I still like. And it's not like I buy every movie I see. I don't buy movies I haven't seen. It's stuff I have really enjoyed over the years and enjoyed enough to to purchase, Um, whether it be something that's hard to find. Even movies maybe I only saw once, but I just really remember. I'll find them later on down the road and and buy them. I have a huge Blu-ray collection. Some TV series I have from beginning to end. Um, and with that, like I have a huge love of just narrative storytelling that's unique. And so I also have an enormous video game collection. I have over a hundred or 200 games. Um, and it's on, it's honestly just a better experience to have it physically. Like there's just something, it's not like it's like groundbreaking or life changing, but there's, there's something subtle, subtly relaxing about popping in a movie and just sitting down and watching it and knowing that you're, you don't have to be connected to the internet yeah. or any, like it's, it's a physical copy that you can almost, even though you're still looking at a screen, it's almost a way to disconnect from, from all that. Whereas if you use streaming, like, don't get me wrong. I think streaming is great because it gets expensive to buy everything. Yeah. Again, if you just want to watch a movie that you don't own. Yeah. And that's, um, that's why I only buy what I really like and enjoy. Um, and another thing is, you know, you may not realize it if you're just a casual moviegoer, but if you're kind of hardcore like Greg and I, you'll realize if you have a higher quality audio system or television that the Blu-ray has higher quality audio and visuals than streaming. Oh, by far. Like, it, it's almost like listening to Spotify versus listening to like a, a CD or a vinyl. Like, I think everyone yeah. can agree that CD and vinyl sounds better. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's really just vinyl, a convenience factor to listen to Spotify. Yeah, vinyl has the best quality for audio over mm-hmm. CD, MP3, all, all that stuff. Yeah, and if you guys can't tell, this is why we named our podcast just a tangent because we can't stay on topic. We can't stay on topic, but uh, we love to we love to talk about this kind of stuff. Um, I also wanted to mention that my love for movies really stemmed from Back to the Future. I I'm basically just going to put the label on that movie is like the earliest movie that I remember watching and being excited about. I was probably eight. The movie came out in 1985. Yeah. So it was very clearly just one that my parents introduced me to. It it holds up so well. But it was awesome. And that was something I wanted to touch on next is some of our personal favorites before we end up wrapping this up and tell everybody what they can expect in future episodes. So some of my personal favorites, my my favorite of all time is Empire Strikes Back. I love Star Wars. I obviously love the big franchises. You know, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit's just okay. Uh, I ha- you know have all the Harry Potter movies. I'm a fan, but I'm like not a diehard fan. I've watched them all once and maybe Prisoner of Azkaban multiple times because that's my favorite. But Star Wars, I've seen all of them multiple times, especially episodes one through six in Rogue One. I've Empire Strikes Back I've seen hundreds of times throughout my life easily. Um, and, it, you know, that all started whenever I was a kid, before I was old enough to really behave in a theater. I know I know for a fact my dad had those on VHS and would just have them in as a child, and they'd just grab my attention, probably mainly the lightsabers. And then as I got older, you know, understood more as I rewatched them. And I think in 98, whenever they re-release them in theaters i don't know why but i feel like i was able to attend that in theaters for the re-release of return of the jedi i don't remember seeing the other ones in theaters though whenever i was a kid but i'm pretty sure in 98 was when the re-release happened when he up up george lucas upgraded 
some of the CGI and effects and redid. He 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 had he, he and John Williams remastered the audio um, mm. and just cleaned it up a lot. And most of those versions are the majority of what you see now. They they also went through a redo in 2011 for another re-release on Blu-ray. They also went through a re-release, I think, in 06 for a full screen and widescreen release on DVD whenever DVDs were really mm. booming before Blu-rays came out and HD, uh, what were they? HD DVDs, uh, whenever that war was that w- going yeah, on. Yeah, that was very short-lived. I, my dad had an HD DVD player and honestly, yeah. I, I don't even know what the advantages were between it was just HD a for- It was just a format. Uh, yeah. There was one before with VHS and VHS just won that, so that was a format everybody yeah, went with. VHS and what was it, Betamax? Yes. And so with HD DVD and Blu-ray, there was a, a basically a format war uh those formats are created by companies usually sony's involved i believe they were involved in the creation of the dvd and the blu-ray disc and uh so you would have seen them both on shelves at one point i remember the hd dvd was like a dark red case and the blu-ray disc was a blue case and eventually once blu-ray won that battle hd dvds whatever was still in production they went on sale pretty quickly because people were just trying to get them off the shelves and if you had an hd dvd player it was a great time to pick up some really cheap stuff. Yeah, pick up a um, bunch of movies. Some some of my other personal favorites, my my I think my second favorite film of all time is The Thing from John Carpenter. Really? Yes. I I, I mean it's a great movie. I love I that film. Why. I've seen it a ton. I I really enjoy movies where the writers and directors and the creators of it really think things through for an audience that's willing to pay attention. And if you are willing to pay attention to that film, you can figure things out. For those of you who don't know, The Thing is a film from the 80s where a exploration crew in Antarctica is doing research. And at the beginning of the film, they are suddenly confronted with a helicopter from a Norwegian camp that's doing the same thing that's, that, that's miles away. And basically, the Norwegians were shooting at a dog that's running in the snow. The dogs run to the Americans for safety, basically. And Norwegians aren't speaking English and they're shooting at the Americans to try and kill this dog. And so the Americans fire back at the beginning of the film. Uh, they take in the dog, put it in the kennel with the other dogs because at the time, you know, they basically run supplies with sled dogs. So that's why they have Siberian Huskies and things in the film. And Kurt Russell is the main character. The cast is great. The cast acting is fantastic at selling the situation. And so then Kurt Russell is the pilot for the crew and everybody has a job. Nobody's just there just to hang out. Everyone on the, on this American base has a job and it's just very well thought out. And so the, the doctor and Kurt Russell, they go to the Norwegian base to investigate and it is completely destroyed. There's, there's very little evidence, but they do find an empty melted ice brick. That is an enormous rectangle. Just imagine a bathtub it's probably twice the size, but it's made of ice. That's what they find. So something was obviously in the ice that they thawed out. Uh, and they go back and things start happening. People aren't who they seem to be that they once were. And it's kind of a mystery. And if you pay attention, you can figure out who is the thing. And then basically the Norwegians found something in the ice and woke it up. And it's the thing. which and is It a, basically like infects people and takes their... It's It like starts to... 
it, it's I, called it's called the, assimilation. Right? I was, I was going to say they, they replace the the host cells with their cells. Yeah, they, but they, they take look it the over. Same. Yep, they take it over. They act the same, look the same, um, and it's very entertaining. The practical effects are fantastic. And yeah, they're they, it, they're pretty freaky. Yeah, if it's not for the practical effects and the thought and care that went through with it, uh, it wouldn't probably be as entertaining as it is. It's also loosely based on a black and white film called the thing from outer space which i believe also takes place in antarctica and an alien attacks their base uh but it's loosely based on that but john carpenter in my opinion is pretty he's he's obviously well known but i think he's underappreciated for some of the things he's done not only does he direct and write but he also scores a lot of his movies hmm. he did the halloween films and so that famous halloween theme song is directly from him and that's pretty cool you know when it comes to theme songs he does a great job he i'm pretty sure he also wrote the theme song for the thing which is pretty underrated it came out at a time um where it just didn't get that great of a reception in the theaters and home release i think only you know maybe post 90s it really started becoming like a, a, a cult classic and, and fan favorite and i've just always really enjoyed it ever since i first saw it probably in right around the 2010 area, uh, which I was in high school at the time. So that's, that's definitely one of my huge favorites. I, I, I love movies that are, they're almost like interactive with the audience, you know, in something like that. Like mist that's why mysteries are so fun is because you're trying to figure it out while you're watching it. The cool thing about the thing is you never really know for certain, even after the end of it, like definitively what went on. Yeah. The ending is not certain. It, they kind of almost leave it up to you. And some people don't like that, but I enjoyed it. It fits that film very well. Yeah. Because I mean, it sparks conversation afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And if you do pay attention and you get in, as intense into it as I do, there are, if you go online, there's maps, there's a ton of forums just about this film and the order of assimilation and who's the thing and who wasn't. And if you haven't seen it, you're, in my opinion, you're missing out. It's a great one to watch in the winter when it's cold because it takes place in Antarctica or around Halloween because it is scary. There's some scary stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it probably doesn't live up to a lot of what p- today's audiences would consider a horror film. I, I like it as like a sci-fi suspense thriller. Yeah, I, I, would, I would put it in that category a little bit more. But before all that, in my opinion, it's a mystery movie. It, you are mm-hmm. trying to figure out what happened. Um, so, Greg, what's another one of yours that you know, maybe in your top five that you really enjoy. We'll talk about that. And then from there we can just discuss what, what everyone can uh, expect in the future. Okay. So for me, my top favorite movies, I kind of have like a, like a loose list. They're not really in any particular order. They're just movies that I really like. Um, and my personal favorites back to the future is number one. That's just because I, I mean, I think it's a great movie, but I also just, um, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, as far as I think it's had a huge effect on like you as like just growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and just with like, I really you know, relate pop, to it. Pop culture and everything like that. Yeah. I mean, it came out in 1985. I was born in 2000. So it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like I experienced it whenever it first came out. It was just something that I grew to love. Um, and it, it just, there was something about it that just made me like movies. But aside from that, I, I love the accountant with Ben Affleck. There's just something about that movie that, no matter when I watch it, it just, it makes me love it as much as I did the first time I saw it. Um, I just, I think the, the plot is simple, but like everything that they do is done very well. 
and it's just it's not over the top it's not unbelievable it's just kind of uh it's just a really well well made movie i love uh inception as well something to go back real quick about the accountant i don't recall any maybe one in the third act any explosions nothing's like over the top there's at no point in the film where the he shoots watermelons or pumpkins yeah. or something. That's about as close as you get. Yeah, he, yeah, with a fifty cal with a Barrett. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any like real big explosions or anything. That's not too over the top. Um, it is, it is, it is pretty believable um, as far as like action and everything goes. Uh, a lot of his training was pretty well well done. That's something else I really like. Uh, some some actors that go through firearms training and everything like that. There there is a right way and a wrong way to do things and continuity with how firearms actually operate and like Chris Pratt's a good example he had a lot of good training when he first got into shape after Parks and Rec he was on in uh, Zero Dark Thirty and he's kept that mentality and all that muscle memory and training pretty well throughout the years but yeah Ben Affleck obviously has had a ton of good firearms training actually I think his best example of his firearms training is Triple Frontier he manipulates weapons very appropriately and correct for an operator in that film and so back to the accountant i think it's i i can't even recall for sure if there's an explosion in the third act but you can you can keep going uh with your yeah thanks thanks for cutting me off for, for like three minutes um but yeah so i the accountant i really love and then um i also love uh like i said inception I think is a, a great movie just because it's again one of those concepts that's like you kind of talk about just at least I have before like I, I like to talk about theoretical things so like you know what it would what would it be like if you know if humans went to Mars what would that look like and how would it work and and uh, and so for for uh, Inception it's like well what would happen if you were able to enter somebody else's dream like what would that look like and you know I, I love that they they tie it Christopher Nolan Christopher Nolan ties it to uh like real aspects of how dreams work so you know w- whenever you wake up you you kind of have this feeling of you know an entire story that happened but really they say based on like studies and stuff that you only actually dream for like 7 minutes typically um and so he uses that concept and he plays around with time inside the dream world um so i i like that and then Ready Player One is another movie that is like, you know, it's it's really just like a like a love letter to the '80s, but also just pop culture in general. And uh, I, I'm a huge sucker for for basically anything video game or movie or or anything uh, pop culture. And to see like an entire movie full of Easter eggs like that is just fun to watch because you're constantly like, oh man, did you see that? Like that's you know that's the Spartan from from Halo, or that's you know that's the guy from from Street Fighter, like stuff like that is just super fun to watch. Yeah, I think 2018 was a pretty underrated year for how good the films were, but Ready Player One came out in 2018, and that, that's also one of my favorites. Um, I mean, not only is it just enjoyable just to watch, walk, restate, not only is it enjoyable just to watch straight through, but if you really pay attention and sit there and not necessarily look frame by frame, but if you pause the movie throughout, there are a ton of references. If you're really into pop culture and 80s and 90s things as far as like, what nerds are into, anime, video games, uh, even even books, and uh, there's just a ton of stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I have a bunch of other movies that, like, 
if you were to ask me, you know, what's my favorite movie for cinematography and stuff like that. So it's kind of hard to make lists whenever um, there are aspects of every movie that's good. Um, but, that you know, that might be something that we get into at a different point, which kind of brings us to our closing statements of what to expect from this podcast. Um, for me, it's going to be a way that I can talk about a more of a hobby, but also it, it does intertwine with um, with what I do professionally. So, you know, I my dream job would be to, to do YouTube full-time, to travel, make documentaries. Like, I actually enjoy making films and telling stories. And so for me to talk about stories that other people have told um, ties directly into what I love to do just as a passion. So Yeah, and for me, uh, it's definitely a hobby. Uh, I, I have always wanted, and I've started multiple times, writing a film and writing scripts and things like that. Um, just never finished or finalized anything i'd really like to even you know just do like a short 10 minute film and me write it greg film it i think that'd be great so that might be something we do in the future maybe next year maybe we'll, we'll write and prep things over the winter time here and next year we might shoot a f- short film for greg's youtube channel or something like that um so i think in the future for this podcast you should expect you know we're going to talk about the lo- a lot of the the history the, the not-so-well-known history of certain films, um, films that, that changed the game, films that really changed the landscape for the future of filmmaking in, in Hollywood, and even, you know, there's some short films that changed the way Hollywood does things. Uh, you know, there's some films with a massive budget that are not that great, and there's some films with a $10,000 budget that are fantastic. And we're going to talk about stuff like that. We're going to talk about, we'll probably have... A few episodes focused on just certain franchises that we that we enjoy and kind of go through them and talk about some things that we notice that we really enjoy about them. Like there there are a ton of very small details that can just get me excited about a certain scene that other people are just like either don't realize, don't see, don't notice, things like that. Um, yeah, you know, what what we kind of want to uh, stay away from is um, like being critics where we're approaching these and what we're talking about more so as a viewer and as somebody who enjoys watching them and being a part of um kind of like the experience so you really shouldn't expect us to like rate movies or to to you know um for us to do breakdowns of like like we're, we're not here to 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 um be a film critic we're we're here to talk about something that we enjoy being a part of yeah this podcast is less of a review and more of a reaction yeah um you should you know greg and i might do like very short episodes that are us reacting to trailers that drop things like that um yeah i think i think we're going to kind of find our stride you know i think um probably with each episode you know we'll we'll probably start with some banter we might go into you know movie news for for that uh for that week or or you know a couple days um before we re-record you know anything that's that's new and current if there's a new trailer that dropped or if there's a, a new announcement of a movie coming out we'll talk about that and then get into whatever the subject of the episode is um so it, it could be uh really fun to just kind of keep up with uh with what's going on because it is uh it is what we love doing yep so that's it for this episode. I think 
This one will be edited along with our first full-length episode. Yeah, we'll probably release them together. So yeah. if you're listening to this, there should be another episode out right after. Yep. So, Keep an eye out for it. Yeah. Uh, Greg, what's your uh, handles if anybody wants to find you? Um, so my Instagram is, I believe, uh, gregmiller.films. That's G-R-E-G-G-M-I-L-L-E-R, period, films, F-I-L-M-S. Um, and then my TikTok is the same thing. It's just an underscore instead of a, a period. Uh, my YouTube channel is Gregory Miller. It's G-R-E-G-G-O-R-Y. M I L L E R. Um, that's that's basically it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna give my Instagram one out because that's the one I use the most. It's uh, Mister Just M R Period Four Six Period Motorsports. Uh, you should see like a Porsche 911 or something related to that on the as the picture. Uh, I'm a huge motorsports fan, along with films and stuff. I have very few hobbies, but what they are, I'm like 100% in on. So my Instagram is pretty much devoted to to motorsports, uh, but you know, there, you, you should see some film and podcast related stuff on there. And we are going to have a podcast only page on Facebook and Instagram Yeah, that's just related to this. Yeah. But uh, for now, if you guys want to reach out to us, um, you know, I anticipate that we'll probably start out pretty small, but, uh, as we grow and you guys grow with us, we, we do plan on trying to have like a discord where you guys can interact, but, uh, yeah, maybe we'll do a Twitch stream where you guys can actually see us and do a live show and that way we can interact with some fans and listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be a lot of fun. So, um, but for now, thank you guys for, uh, listening to the pilot episode, learning a little bit more about us and what to expect. And, uh, we're going to go ahead and record, uh, episode, I guess it'd be two. Yeah. Episode two. So, all right. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good one guys. Frankly, my dear, I don't You're gonna need so a bigger boat. Go so we're going, we don't need my dear. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Milk was a bad choice. You're killing me, Smalls. So you're telling me there's a change. Life moves pretty fast. To be 